Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of the VC Podcast. I'm your host for today, Zach. I'm here with Sean and Doug. Gentlemen, how are we today? Doing good. It's good to see you, Zach. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing great. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, listeners, consider this your midweek checkpoint for Valley Creek. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about this last Sunday, uh, maybe what's coming up this next Sunday. You touch a little bit on Wednesday night Bible study. We had a cool event uh, with the student and uh, children's ministry, so Doug will definitely talk about that. Uh, but yeah, hopefully this is uh, just something that you can find uh, find some benefit in, and uh, we're just here to chat a little bit. So uh, let's let's kick into things. We are currently going through a series in First Peter called Living Hope, and the last sermon of that series uh, was last Sunday. It is called Proclaim. If you weren't aware of this, that is available to watch on, obviously you can watch the entire stream on YouTube, but you can also listen to the audio version if you were wondering what all those weird titles were popping up on uh, you know, Monday or Tuesday, those are the sermon audio. So go back, check that out. We encourage you to do that. Um, Andrew, I feel like I'll just, I'll, I'll monologue for the rest of the podcast, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Andrew, is, uh, <laughs> Andrew is preaching this Sunday, and he is very busy writing that sermon right now. So we were actually going to have him on to talk about that. Uh, but instead, I just encourage you to tune in this Sunday at 1030 for the live stream, and you'll definitely get all the information you need about this Sunday's sermon. Uh, so, Sean, if you don't mind, let's talk a little bit about Wednesday nights. You and Andrew have been going through the Book of Acts, uh, to following along with that reading plan. Tell, let's talk about that. Well, Acts has been really good as we've been going through it, and it's interesting right now because you find um, a lot of times where even now, uh, some of the things that still get people off track when we're talking about you know, what is it in understanding Christ? And so many times people are trying to add things to Christ and you, well, you've got to have Christ plus this in order to, you know, to, to be, you know, fully understanding. And so it's beautiful in, in going through the book of Acts right now, um, just how a lot of things, even as we watch how this plays out, um, of how God has been at work constantly fight, helping people realize you're getting way off track, come back to just, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. And even the fights that went on in the early church and even how they dealt with it. Um, yeah. You know, we're so quick to get quick uh, resolution uh, that sometimes we miss the point of just how we debate and talk and go through things ends up putting out a, a beautiful moment of consensus that way. And so Acts has been really good going through it. And Andrew and I, it's hard when you've never taught with somebody. Um, it's difficult um, and so I really appreciate Andrew, and we've tried to work through that and talk, and I feel like we've been able to, to do that really well. But it is super hard when you're used to teaching and preaching by yourself, and then you've got somebody next to you. That is a next-level hard thing to do, but I feel like we're doing well. I, I agree. Uh, it is. Uh, I did mention this to Andrew on a past podcast episode. Part of it, there's almost like this sense of uh, entertainment, just a small bit. It doesn't take away from the information and from the lesson, but it is a little bit entertaining at times where you can tell you're 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 already ahead. You're like, let's let's keep the wheels rolling. And Andrew's like, let's take a step. We're gonna reread this real quick. And it, it's just great to see both of you. I'm very envious of that ability to be able to teach because I'm not a teacher. Um, but let's let's do this. Um, for those of you who have not been following along, and that's fine. We're not guilting anybody, shaming anybody for not following along with the reading plan. Maybe someone who's new to the idea of it entirely. What is what is the book of Acts? about in general what 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 are you 
what storyline are you traveling through right now? Well, I think the way we're looking at it right now, you know, when you see Acts, you see the beginning of the church and you see all the things uh, that um, the Holy Spirit has continued to be poured out. It was, again, on the Jews, and now it's being poured out on the Gentiles. Uh, But what you see in this moment is these conflicts that happen with people, they see it different ways. There's um, you know, there's there's the persecution that happens, um, but the line that follows through that is that God is continuing to take His church, even through the midst of persecution, in the midst of uh, even uh, division with inside the church, and yet Christ is the victor, and the people that continue to follow Him uh, find the victory in that. Um, but it's, like I said, even we've talked about this, it's beautiful uh, we've had different people that have sent in texts and, and questions, but it's been really cool because there's things I've never seen before, uh, but just the beauty of the Trinity that's in there, the beauty of how God's hand is over that, um, even how, to, how does the church deal with conflict within it. But again, most of all, it's the gospel going through and it's the church continuing to mature and become more and more like Christ. And so that's, that's kind of the lead that we've taken on that. Well, thank you for talking about that. And uh, folks, if you're not following along, it's never too late to jump in. The reading plan's there. Uh, you can get caught up in no time, I'm sure. So do tune into that live stream Wednesday night as well. Uh, Sean, again, thank you for speaking to that. Uh, Doug, let's talk a little bit about <clears throat> uh, a, little, a little less seriousness. Let's talk about the supply run. Uh, you take that one. You just run with that one. You mean the supply run, the quest for the golden toilet paper? Absolutely. I didn't do a whole lot when it comes to this event, but I do need you to know that was my name. I came up with that. I'm I'm maybe more proud of that than I am of two of my children. It's an it's um, it's a it's a good name. Uh, thank I, you. I, I wish I had a better adjective. It's a good name. Thank you. Um, so we based uh, this scavenger hunt esque event off of something we do in October, which is the uh, the Great Red Pumpkin Hunt, and this was actually just almost a not a rip off, but we try to keep the uh, Great Red Pumpkin Hunt uh, have changes to it every year that makes it a little different. Um, and so a couple years ago, we did a hunt similar to the one we did, just so we didn't have to reinvent the wheel. And, and I'm not taking any credit for, you know, the creation of the event. My wife, Casey, she handles the vast majority of, because she's got the big brain, um, and she handles all of that. And so, you know, we, we, we had, the idea was just to get something for families to do, because everybody's been cooped up, they're bored. You know, normally the students would be on teams with other students, and they'd get one adult driver, but obviously that's not an option right now. And so I uh, just encourage families to do it. We got Crystal involved. She was a big help um, in organizing and getting some of this together. She was awesome. Um, and so especially getting volunteers to help judge and stuff, she was A++ on that. And, uh, you know, it's just an event. We kind of calculated in our head, oh, this will probably take a family the the winning family should take maybe an hour and a half to mm-hmm. complete all this. I think the winning team did it in about an hour or ten. Ooh. They always do it faster than we want them to do it. But um, the fear is if you put too much, it'll be a three hour event, and nobody wants to do that. But it was it was super awesome. We have some great photos that we shared uh, on our social media. We have some great videos that may get put into a special package that I show later. Working on that right now, and so, but everything went off without a hitch. Um, and so we were super, super happy. Um, and some, uh, the Cunnigans, um, Abby and her mom and brother, uh, Caleb and, um, the little one whose name is now eluding me. <laughs> Camden. Yep. 
Camden <laughs> and Caleb. They all they won. They had a great time and Leslie and so they had a blast and we'll we'll edit that out. You like it'll make it seem like you just remembered it immediately. Look at him in his face and say, I don't remember your name. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I don't he's fine. He's well, he's a bit of a he's a he's a character anyway. Would you guys say that you have seen um the competitive spirit of the families of Valley Creek exemplified in recent years? I've always been surprised at how competitive Valley Creek families are. Uh, uh, we just discussed, actually, we're having a side conversation a few minutes ago, but I took two teams in particular because the parents are so competitive. I gave Robert two teams to judge, because, or Casey gave Robert two teams to judge because they were so competitive, and we gave another really good – Like we had a bunch of judges, but I was like, hey, you need to know, if you've never judged, these people are going to be on it. They're going to be picky. You need to make sure they've dotted all their I's and crossed all their T's. No leeway <laughs> for any of them because they're going to try to manipulate and squeeze and do everything they can do to win. And I have, I have done many pumpkin hunts where when it was over – I had adults, not children, adults, not students. Adults were the ones who seemed to be the most upset that they did not win. It's funny. It's the first time I've ever been behind the scenes. And Doug, they do a great job. And I know Casey and Crystal, and you give them all the credit. But it was funny, the conversations of just, there are some extremely competitive parents that are in this. One of the things that I got tickled about, one of the families that I had, that I thought they had, had done it pretty well, but there was one little thing they had missed, but everybody else, the competitive teams were so far ahead. And so I was like going, I'm just going to give you grace. I'm just going to give you grace, um, you know, just so that you can keep going there. <laughs> and the parent was like going, we don't need no mercy. Okay. Like we, and I was like going, we're, I was like going, grace, or we don't need no pity. And I was like, grace is not pity. I was like, but I decided not to make it a theological moment, but it was like the parents super get into this. So I look at Doug and I'm like going, I have more respect for Doug now because I'm like going, the craziness of all that is, but it's a, it was a great event. Being behind it, it was a really good event. So, awesome. Yeah. And so, it you know, nobody, nobody got hurt. Nobody died. Nobody had a car wreck or got pulled over. Most of those things has happened in the past, so you oh, know gosh. none of that happened this time. Oh, no one's died in the past. I said right? most of those things. Okay, I'm uh, not going to say oof. which one hasn't happened. That's fair. That's a good fun game. If you have any uh, any guesses at, at which ones have and have not happened, at pumpkin hunts of the past, you can email me at Zach, Zach at Valley Creek. Oh, is yes, that's the old one? Sorry, Zach at vcbc.org. Um, the thing happening this Sunday, that's not a secret, is it? You're, are we announcing that? Correct. Okay, it's not a secret. Not a secret. Okay, so yeah. we are recognizing we are rec- our yes, high school graduates uh, this Sunday. Absolutely. We're, I yeah. I don't, I don't know. That is that is what it is. If you are a high school graduate or a parent of one, uh, you'll be uh, very pleased to see those those graduates recognized. Anything you want to? Yeah, add normally to that we would, normally we would bring them up on stage and recognize them and give them a little gift and you know then have a banquet afterwards, right? Where we kind of encourage them uh, as they go off uh, onto their next endeavors and whatnot. But obviously that's not going to be an option uh, to have a banquet and stuff. And so it'll be much the same. You know, we will recognize them in the service on Sunday. If if you're listening and you want to make sure you see your adorable child's baby pictures and stuff. A reel of that will be running on the pre-roll before the service starts on the countdown video. That's actually going to be uh, their photo, so you, you can see that. 
Um, but we'll recognize them in the service as well. And then over the course of next week, we will be delivering gift baskets um, to the seniors' homes. There's a lot of them, and they're kind of spread out, so I can't promise everybody will get theirs in the first couple of days. But over the course of next week, we're delivering those. We're putting those together right now, actually. we just got a bunch of stuff. So That makes me wish that I was graduating this year, because that seems like my preferred. I would have enjoyed a nice... here. Congrats, here's a gift basket. That would have been amazing. After having done the banquet and now, and giving them like a a book or Mm -hmm. a Bible or something, and now having a look at the gift basket, I've thought we may fundamentally change the way (laughs) do this. This, You know, you can have a meal or you can have this gift basket, which is like catered to you and the things you like. Yeah. You know, and so we're pretty excited about about that. Yeah. But I'm a, you know, a little, a little too far from high school graduate to be making calls on that. Correct. Yep. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Let's talk about regathering. Let's shift gears just a little bit. What's regathering? So, oh, great, great question, Doug. So, regathering is the term that we uh, churchy people are giving to what many would refer to as reopening, because the reality of it is, and this is where we get a little serious, the church was never closed. Our church family was still looking out for the community, seeking ways to glorify God, and in that way, the church was never closed. We we could not welcome uh, members of the congregation into the building, uh, but the doors were locked, but that doesn't mean that we quit being who we are. And so, um, Sean, maybe if you don't mind, you want to talk a little bit about that, but regathering is coming. We've had lengthy meetings about that this week. Um, why don't you share a little bit about that? Well, as a staff, you know, we've continued to meet and they've, you know, we've, we've gotten more people even outside of just the staff of asking questions right now. What do we need to do? Talking to the medical community, talking, uh, all the way through of what is it going to take in order for us to make sure that we're doing this in a, a wise way. Uh, so as we've continued to do that, next Wednesday, uh, we have our regular Bible study at 630, uh, but at 7 o'clock, um, and you'll find more about this from our media platforms, but we're going to be uh, having a uh, time where you can uh, text in your questions or, or type in your questions or send questions, but we're going to go through a whole time. Uh, Pastor Scott's going to do that and go through a whole time of just what does it look like? What do we need to do? Um, and so that's, that's what we are looking at right now is making sure that, um, you know, everybody's on the same page, everybody understands. And, you know, and one thing is we've gotten the, the, uh, evaluations back or the surveys back, um, is that it's been really good to see people being flexible. Uh, that's what it seems to be. A lot of people being flexible on that. And so that's what we're looking at right now is just realizing that, we need to be flexible. We need to be gentle with each other. We need to realize that we're going to have differences, uh, where we may even have differences of opinion. The question is, um, are we seeking after Christ? Is there going to be anything that gets in the way of us being able to gather, to be able to share the gospel, and to be able to uh, look at, you know, again, uplifting each other? And so uh, that's kind of what we looked at. What were you looking at, Doug, when we talked about this? Uh, just the, the the one thing that I would reiterate is it's I mean I know a lot of the staff especially Scott have spent hours upon hours upon hours in meetings talking to other pastors and just research uh, to decide what um, and how we should begin the process of regathering but also the people who filled the survey out if you filled a survey out it's been very helpful to us because we know that there's no cookie cutter model that's going to work for every church right and so we need to take our people into account and um, 
and and how they feel um, about certain topics. And so the the survey has been been very very helpful in that. And I I can assure you that when we decide to have people back in the building, that we will forget something. Something will not be done the way we should have done it, which is hard for me to believe because we've talked about things from how Luke is going to hold the nozzle of the thing that he shoots in the worship center in between services so that it cleans all the things and who's going to hold the door when somebody's got to go to the bathroom. I mean, we've talked about like ad nauseum things that are like, oh, oh, yeah, I guess we got to think about that too. Oh, I guess we got to think about that. Did you know that if you're in one pew and you skip a pew and there's another pew, how many inches there are between you? Oh, we know. We've done the more. We've, we, like yeah. these, are, these are all the things. Like, the it's is, no, for Springfield, not quite 72. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so it's, it's wild, the things that have to be uh, thought of, and we are trying. We are trying really hard. And think of all of them. And when we're doing this, just as we reiterate this, we're not doing this out of fear. We're doing this out of trying to be wise and trying to see what's going on. And the things that we're doing, just that you know, uh, is, and you know, we, the whole staff, you know, is on the same page. Uh, this is not out of fear. I mean, I'm not getting that. This is out of trying to be wise and how to take care of everybody. And we know there's differences of opinion, uh, but no, you know, we're asking again, um, you know, we really are trying to take this serious. We really are trying to look at it. So just as we give each other grace, as we learn to just be flexible, uh, we'll find out that um, it's more important how we are dealing with this and loving each other than it will be about anything else, just of trying to regather again. Yes, well said. Uh, I do want to comment on just a couple things. We are talking about our meetings. We have as this has gone on, you know, double down on our efforts to socially distance and things like that, make sure that our work environment is safe. Uh, we are here in the same room for the podcast, but uh, I do want to point out to extend the efforts of social distancing. Sean is actually standing in the corner while uh, Doug is on the far side of the couch to maximize the distance. Uh, so that's gone on. And then I did want to comment on this uh, just, I guess, because I can. Doug, my absolute favorite thing about our our mega meeting that we had talking about regathering is uh, sometimes I'll do this cheesy thing. I'm like, hey, everyone smile. This would be good for Instagram. And I didn't realize this. I took three separate photos. Uh, For those of you who have not had a chance to kind of get to know Doug, uh, I encourage you to do that. Uh, Just just ask him questions about his ministry and, and what he's about. But he is a rock solid leader, but he hates long meetings. And he is very visually... Uh, he will emote that in uh, in plain sight. So he's making faces, and I'm like, "Smile, everybody! It's going to be a great photo for the gram." And Doug is just <laughs> like, you can see his disgust with how long this meeting has gone. You know, it and was, it's and watch this. Favorite. I was like going, and you can watch, and it's even better because you've seen this in regular staff meetings, but yeah. now when you have just the face. And, you know, everybody's face up there. You can see when you hit a certain amount of time, all of a sudden Doug's like going. This is ad nauseum, guys. We've already hit this point. Here's we don't have to discuss this. The problem is, is even if I were having a great time and you said everybody smile, I'm going to look exasperated just to just to be that's cantankerous. Fair. Sure. But normally if we have a long meeting, and this is a little inside baseball for all you, if, if the meeting goes long and we're in staff meeting, I just leave. <laughs> I just get up and I walk out and I go make more coffee or I get me coffee and like lollygag or go to the bathroom or whatever. I just leave. Like mm-hmm. I can't, if, if it gets to the point where I can't sit there anymore 
or if it's not relevant to me, I just get up and leave. But I feel bad in a Zoom meeting doing that. Yeah, that's strange. Well, I don't know why I, you feel bad because Zach is walking well, no, around the well, entire yeah, time. Yeah, Zach's in our giving me like <laughs> motion sickness while he's running around his house doing laundry and making stuff. Making breakfast and having coffee. He's like moving. He's that guy. It's like I'm that's getting the like beautiful Ooh. thing about the 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 social distancing Zoom meetings is well, we actually do Google Meet. Uh, if anyone was super curious, but uh, yeah, I, I like to uh, the the joke wore thin, so I don't do it anymore. But I made breakfast on the first two uh, distance staff meetings that we had, and then. You know, if you need a coffee refill, I don't want to be rude and leave. So I'm just like, let's take the computer with me, yeah, the you laptop. Just leave. Yeah, <laughs> I have a hard time because my wife she she's on phone calls all day. That's what she does, especially since she's usually she's traveling, but she's been home. And so we're trying to do school and stuff. And and Link, my little guy, he'll be like, of course I'm muted, but he'll be like, I need help, I need help. And he's looking. I'm like, and I can just see Crystal out of the corner of my eye. Because she knows what's happening. She's just howling. She's just <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, don't even. But Can we also speak about Crystal that ended up having... Who was it? Whose child that came into the view at one point in time? Was it, was it Emmy? She came into view. And so everybody was like, hey, Emmy, and waving. And Crystal was like, hey, Emmy. And then all of a sudden, a dog. Yeah. Whose dog came in? And then all of a sudden, Crystal was like, oh, it's a dog. Yeah. And it was like going, do we not, our children's pastor not care about our kids as much as it, our dogs? No, she does so. not. That is true. <laughs> she really, really likes dogs. Not to, not that this is that crucial of a detail, but just to connect the dots, Emmy is Luke's child. So just if anyone wanted some behind-the-scenes info there, um, hopefully no one's compiling a mental list of staff and their children. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, we're going a little long today. Uh, i tell you what, I had a few fun things to talk about toward the end of the episode, but... Uh, we are we're pushing twenty minutes here, so uh, listeners out there, if you would, we've talked about this several times. If you'd be interested in maybe one a month or a quarter, where we just get you know four, five, six, maybe the whole staff on a podcast and we just talk about whatever, um, that could be a nightmare of a podcast, but it could also be really fun. If you'd be interested in that, uh, let us know. But until then, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, tell your uh, you know tell your church family and friends. If they have not uh, checked it out, that it is worth checking out. Also, you can t- uh, tune into our live streams Wednesday at 6.30 p.m., Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Uh, Doug also has student ministry streams 6 p.m. on Wednesday. Wednesday. And then Zoom. we have a Zoom call on for our life groups at 10. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I just got super tongue-tied about that. Thank you, Doug. And then uh, you can always follow us on social media. We strongly encourage it. At Valley Creek BC is our handle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out pretty much everything we've just discussed at vcbc.org. And uh, sounds about right. Any closing thoughts from you guys? Bye. (laughs) All right, Sean, would you pray for us uh, to close out the podcast? Sure. Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you again for your faithfulness. Lord, of all this that's gone on, you have not changed. You are as faithful as you ever are. So, Lord, we pray that we would seek your face, Lord, that we would uh, honestly seek after you, repent uh, where we need to repent in our personal lives, where we need to repent as a church. Lord, to praise you more and more because you are good no matter what's going on. And Father of all things, uh, may we uh, love you uh, the way that you have just loved us and love others, Lord God, to give grace and and, uh, and that type of, of forgiveness and love to each other so that you're glorified in this world may know you even in the midst of this. 
uh, that you really are who you say that you are, Jesus, Lord, above all. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.